Consexual sex is enjoyable for all parties and it's part of our natural life. However, when it's not consensual, sex will leave a lot of pain, trauma for someone who is unwitting, an unwitting participant in the sexual act of not consensual sex. Now, here's also another thing. There's more to consent than someone, in most cases, a woman saying no. Like, it's, I cannot stress this enough. Even for dudes, there is more to consent than someone just saying no. It's a bit crazy that we have to have this conversation. But honestly speaking, I'm not surprised because human beings are at the heart of it. And uh, if we do not constantly check our ourselves intentionally make uh, um, um, corrections where we actually went wrong um, uh, we are playing ourselves right so this is our part in having that conversation and joining me on the line is Mara Glenny the founder of Tears Foundation and Tears Foundation provides access to crisis intervention advocacy and counseling and prevention of education services for those uh, impacted by domestic violence sexual assault uh, child sexual abuse uh, and also, I got to add this, confidential services are provided to all victims at no charge. Mara Glenny, thank you for your time and thank you for chatting to us. Welcome to Live at Night on 5FM. It's my pleasure and I hope we have a, a learning full discussion. Indeed. Now, Mara, I want to start with this. What does sexual consent look like? Well, sexual consent, let's put it the other way. You gave a lead up. Um, to all those various things that can happen. So if there's no consent, simply put, it's rape. And begging and pleading and wearing a partner down is not consent. So what it has to be is two willing participants both consenting to the sexual act. So one, you can't have uh, consent if you're drunk. You can't have give consent if you're stoned. You can't give consent if you're asleep. You can't give consent um, if someone is forcing you. And so it's very important that you obtain and receive mutual consent. Mm, mm. I like I like how we started. Now we're getting we're getting heated. Now let's talk about what does sexual consent not look like? You mentioned those things from a from a point of view. This is what the person is. If this person is sleeping, if this person is under the influence of of, of drugs or alcohol, if this person is is not aware of their doing, that is not consent. What does sexual consent not look like? Well, sexual consent does not look like persuading somebody to have sex. It does not look like, well, you did it last week, so why aren't we going to do it? Or you owe me because we're going steady. It doesn't look like forcing someone because you're in a relationship or you sleep in the same bed. It's everything that is not a willing participation in the act. Now, we, we also need to talk about behavior, um, but we'll get uh, into that a little bit later. Let's talk about reversibility of sexual consent, um, even during a sexual act. What should our listeners know and understand about this? Well, that's a great question because it's something people don't have, um, are not often able to understand, that uh, 
Sexual consent can be stopped at any time during the act. You might be both be butt naked and in bed, and the, one of the parties, because it could be the male or the female, says, I don't want to do this anymore. And the other party needs to stand back and respect their wishes. So it's to respect somebody else's wishes as much as you respect your own. And nobody owes you sex. Nobody owes to sleep with you, whether they did it last week or yesterday. Whether they had a great time or not, they can say no tomorrow. Mm, mm. And how do we how do we now drill that in society? Because like, you know, and I like the fact that you mentioned like in relationships as well. Like you're like, last week we did it. This week we can do it again. How do we unlearn that? Honestly, that's a decision to respect the other person above your own uh, demands or needs. And mm. so the interesting part is, is that... Um, it, this applies in marriage as well, not in a relationship. Um, a man cannot demand sex because he's married to the woman. She can actually say no. And so rape happens within marriage because of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so sexual abuse uh, doesn't just happen in relationships. It can happen within marriage. And it can happen... Uh, across the sex, it can be man on man, woman on woman. So it's it's not always that it's one sex doing it to the other, and it can also be um, forcing, um, say, your penis into your partner's mouth because that also has to be consensual. So it's all acts related to uh, in, uh, intimate sexual practices are, would be classed under that category. All right, now when someone agrees, but they don't look comfortable, they really look uncomfortable, is that really consent? No, it's not consent, and that's why I started off at the beginning by saying begging and pleading, because it often happens like this. You go to someone's flat, you have a drink, the guy comes on to you, or the girl, mostly the guy, but, but it can happen both ways, and says, yeah, but you've come all this way now, you've wasted my time, or I bought you dinner. And the person just gets worn down. Well, that isn't consent. So it's about how does the act make you feel? Did you feel dirty and horrible after it happened to you? Or was it an intimate action that you both enjoyed? So I think you have to also judge, did it make you feel good? And it can't possibly make you feel good if you're forcing the other person. It's rape. Mm, no. Mm, 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 mm. Now, I want to bring it back to what you just mentioned, you know, couples, uh, married <clears throat> or, or not married. And let's let's talk about how can they start implementing? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't want to call it like. Actually, let me call it what it is. How do they start getting into those cues of consent where a conversation is had? It's like, are you, are, you, are you going to have sex with me? Do you want to have sex? We are having sex together. You know, how do we now, how do we speak to that in relationships, in people who are in relationships? Now, quite often that is at a stage where the relationship is, has broken down for some reason. And so one really has to start the relationship. I can't answer about the sex because that's um, intimate between each couple. But what I can say is that you need to start courting one another again. 
because quite honestly, uh, uh, sex is made to be enjoyable and it's, and it's made to be consensual. So when the consent is stopped, the chances that it's enjoyable are very slim. And, you know, we all know the old jokes of lie back and think of the king or think of England when when uh, uh, sex is just a chore. And so one has to find a way of recreating that spark that made you want to sleep with that person or love that person. And if it's not there, then one needs to suggest that you go for couples counselling. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Um, some have said, I thought uh, she was playing hard to get. Uh, what do you say to this? And also, I want to do it in two parts. The importance of asking someone um, if they are down to trying new sexual acts or experimenting with sexual styles. Right. That's a very tricky situation because I think that um, as Pornography has become more prevalent in our society. It's available on every single cell phone. Um, acts are performed um, that are titillating to the viewer, but they're not always real life sex. And and so the difficulty is that a desire is created for some unnatural type practices. And so again, I must go back to the fact that if it doesn't make you feel good, don't do it. You have the right. Mm. It's your body. You can say no. If your partner doesn't respect you, then you have a problem in your relationship. If your partner forces you, well, it's rape. Thank you so much for clearing the air and also being so blunt about it. Uh, Mara, we really appreciate it. The work that you do with Tears Foundation is also like really appreciated. It's so important that we remember this. And uh, it doesn't get clearer than this. Can I please just give you all my number, which is star one three four star seven three five five hash. Star one three four star seven three five five hash. It's a free call on any phone anywhere in South Africa. And if you need emergency help, you just say, uh, ask for it, and, and you will, your call will be responded to within 20 seconds. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for your time and your efforts. Uh, thank you, Mara. Thank you. Have a nice evening, everybody. That was uh, Mara Glenny, founder of the Tears Foundation. Tears Foundation provides access to crisis interventions, advocacy counseling, and uh, prevention education services uh, for those impacted by domestic violence, sexual assault, and uh, child sexual abuse. Confidential services are provided to all victims at no charge. And uh, as you heard from that conversation about consensual sex, if um, uh, from the questions that I, I, I asked Mara and uh, you're like, but this happened, this did not happen. I think uh, it's, it's high time that you take it seriously and, and look into that and, and seek uh, counseling if you can, um, uh, where possible. And um hitting up someone close and it's it is very important that we drill this into society and as 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 you would have it it sounds redundant and and it like tedious if you like to to know and find out if you actually if you're not sure about uh, the consent uh, the consent is not there if you have to ask if there is consent please by all means do ask and if you are uncomfortable please say it
you know, and also read the person's body language if you are also engaging in sex. Because uh, it is very important uh, that uh, when you do have sex, it's consensual sex.